we deserve to create the life that we want, not what society has been like dictating to us to have or the media or, you know, social media or anything. If you don't want to go to college, don't go to college. If you can create a company at 18, create a company at 18. Like it just uh, we are at this day and age, and we should be absolutely grateful to be born in this time. Welcome to the True Success Channel podcast. I'm your host, Shamima Shahjahan, and I'm here to help you unlock your inner greatness and transform your life into a fulfilling lifestyle that brings you true success, that success in this world and the next. As a self-development and transformational coach, I help you eliminate the limiting beliefs that's holding you back from reaching your maximum potential. If you are a dream-driven woman, you are in the right place, as each week, We'll be talking about healing, growth, empowerment, and everything in between. True Success Channel is all about purpose, intention, and strategic action infused with faith to help you unleash your true potential, craft your dream life, and attain success. So my dearest soul sisters, let's heal, grow, and slay those goals. Hey sisters, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. This is me, your host Shamima Shahjahan, coming at you with a brand new episode. Today's episode is actually a continuation of the series that's ongoing titled Transformation Through Self-Awareness. And thus far, we have discussed about self-awareness being a number one factor in your transformation, in your success journey. We also talked about tips and tricks that you need to implement in order to become more self-aware. And in today's episode, we will be talking all about comparison. Because when it comes to our personal journey, comparison can be a parasite that can suck out your energy while you are progressing. And in today's episode, I will be discussing if comparison is entirely bad. And joining me in the discussion will be Sister Khawla, a manifestation and mindset coach from Morocco. So without much ado, let's dive right into the episode. When it comes to this particular aspect of self-transformation, we should not compare. But not all of comparison is bad. What do you have to say about that, Sister Hala? So it depends on the situation. Sometimes, yes, comparison, it's not bad because we can see someone having the things that we want or being a certain way, like we can watch a video of someone who is a great speaker and it, that can inspire us to become great speakers. So we will go through the growth and the improvement and we will try to learn more to become in that level. Uh, similarly, like we can see a, uh, a great business person and then we want to go read their books or attend their courses and, and really learn from them to become Mm -hmm. like them have that kind of business 
but scroll in, for example, to Facebook or Instagram and then comparing ourselves to those people simply through a picture, that's not healthy because yeah. we don't know what's going on. Like that picture can be taken in the midst of a fight, can be taken like while that person is really like having trouble or like suffering and they're just like smiling for the pic for you know to take the picture. Similarly, like someone who is traveling the world, they can be uh, um, having like so much trouble or they can just not be happy. But we can compare ourselves to those people, feeling like they have a better life than we do, simply through a picture mm -hmm. or a post or a video. But that does not give us the whole picture. And also, it does not give us the whole effort and uh, like the circumstances that allow that person to have those things. And so us as people, like as individuals, when we see someone having the things that we want, uh, that should only inspire us. So if you see someone through uh, social yeah. media and they're not inspiring you, you should unfollow them. <laughs> I feel like that's uh, one of yeah. the best advice that I was given. And um, I remember years ago, I had like this girl that I knew uh, and she would have all the things that I wanted, right? So traveling, like whenever like I get the idea, like, oh, I want to go to that program or like that ret retreat, I find like the next month I find pictures of her already there and that like that sense of comparison like oh my god like she's doing this uh before I did or uh, she's doing it so quickly and I'm like falling behind um or like all these things that we say to compare I decided you know what like I'm I'm just going to unfollow this person so that I wouldn't see these things and not get triggered because at the time I was not yet like, um, I didn't have the tools to deal with these things. Um, and then yeah. the, the moment that I started to do that, because only seeing that person, that's like triggers me to, to compare, triggers me to think of myself as less than her or, or someone else. So when I, I kept only the yeah. things that inspire me, people that I see and I compare myself, but in a good way. I see them uh, um, having great businesses, doing like charity work in the, in the world, doing really amazing things. And I say, oh my God, I, I cannot wait to do that. I cannot wait to, to give back to my community. I cannot wait to do these things. And so those people, keep them in your, in your uh, social media feed because those people are going to inspire you to become better, like a better person. Yeah, I totally agree with that point. So... To put it in a nutshell, comparison can be good and it can be bad. It depends on how you take it. It can be good if it is inspiring you to become a better person, if it is inspiring you to progress and to grow as an individual and in your success journey. But if it, on the other hand, is making you depressed, making you sad, unsatisfied with your own life, then just unfollow it and I I feel it's so funny that I have to say <laughs> unfollow because previously you know people would have said just distance yourself physically but now yeah. everything seems to be online and um, I mean especially with the impact of social media that we are seeing in the light of today with all the yeah. Black Lives Matter global movement 
we see the impact that social media can have in our lives, subhanAllah. And, uh, you know, uh, Sister Khawla, I want to share with you something that I read the other day called the Huna philosophy, which originates from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So basically, this philosophy, what they say is the Hawaiian elders said that if you like something instead of getting jealous or having this sense of hatred towards the other person who has what you want, bless what you want. So if you see a person with a beautiful home, you would bless that person and you bless that home. If you see someone with a beautiful car, you would bless that person and bless that car. Whatever it is that you like, and you see someone else having it while you don't, instead of having this sense of resentment in your heart, you would bless them. And what they believe is that you cannot attract something into your life when you are having some negative energy surrounding it. So when you bless an individual who is having it, and when you bless that object, then you are attracting that energy into your life so that it can become a reality in your life as well. So I thought that was something really interesting. I love that. Yeah. And it's totally like it goes in line with everything. Uh, Blessing, gratitude, all these things invites more into our lives. And so when you see someone as like, as you said, having all those beautiful things, that should be uh, not a trigger for, Uh, jealousy or or depression or anything it should be a trigger for hope and inspiration it should be a trigger for uh, you knowing that God is showing you these things because they are possible for you because you can have them as well we Mm -hmm. we are all uh, equal in this world like God created us equal maybe you have something more than someone else like maybe someone has more money but other person has more intelligence or more like flexibility or other things and so we all have the ability to get these things we just need to be more open to receiving them and be more grateful even when you don't have the thing the moment God shows you something in front of you be grateful that you can see that it's like it's possible for you as simple as that. Um, mm-hmm. And going back to self-awareness that we talked about in the last episode, this is one of the biggest things because when you are self-aware, when you are watching other people having an amazing life or seeing a post on Instagram or a vlog or something that usually triggers you, be mindful with it. In that moment, don't go on autopilot and uh, go into jealousy uh, right away and comparing yourself and being like really upset for that person. Uh, be aware of what your thoughts and feelings are and shift them in the moment. Even if like you are used to uh, feeling jealous and, uh, and envious of other people, when you become aware, when you become more mindful, in the moment you see the person having like uh, going like traveling uh, or having a beautiful family or a beautiful house, you see that and you take a moment. You say, you know what? I'm not going to think this way anymore. This is the time for me to shift. So I'm going to be happy for them. I'm going to bless them and I'm going to uh, pray to God to keep those things for them and to bless me and, and, and you know, 
for even showing me that this is possible. I'm absolutely grateful. I'm absolutely thankful for it. When you direct your feelings and your emotions and your energy towards that, then more things will come to you. You will see more beautiful things in the world. Like even for witnessing that, that's the most beautiful thing ever. It's I would rather watch people having like happy lives uh, that are bigger and, and larger than, than mine than watch people who are miserable. Because, you know, both energies, like this is negative and this is positive. I would rather have more positive energies into my life. And so the moment we see those things, and what you said is absolutely beautiful. I absolutely love it. We need to have that proactive moment of this is like I'm feeling really the gratitude of God. And so I'm going to uh, feel the blessings. I'm going to feel the gratitude and I'm going to uh, take it to someone else. You know, like bless that person. Feel grateful for what they have for them. And that's going to obviously bring you only great energies. Oh my God, yes. And uh, you know, Sister Khawla, one of the points that really was sticking out to me from what you said is how you see something that you don't have, but you desire, but you become more open to it subconsciously that you start attracting it into your life. You know, if someone else can have it, then I am deserving of it too. You know, I feel that you need to have not just a sense of self-awareness, but also a sense of presence of mind to really recognize that you can attract what you want into your life in the sense that you can craft your dream life. How is it you want to live? Do you want to travel more? Then you can create a lifestyle that accommodates more travel. You want to live in a city? Then you can put your efforts into buying an apartment or whatever so that your life fits a life of a city girl or do you want to have multiple properties do you want a particular qualification whatever it is that you desire i feel that you need that sense of self-awareness first and foremost to know what you desire but even beyond that just realizing that you deserve to get what you desire plus you have the ability to create it is so amazing. What do you have to say about that, sister? Yeah, totally, totally. Um, and designing your life, that's just like the most beautiful thing ever because first of all, we all have uh, um, not only the ability, but uh, we deserve to do that. We deserve to create our the life that we want, not what society has been like dictating to us to have mm -hmm. or the media or you know, social media or anything. Uh, uh, if you don't want to go to college, don't go to college. If you can create a company at 18, create a company at 18. Like it just, uh, we are at this day and age and we should be absolutely grateful to be born in this uh, time because we have, literally we have unlimited possibilities to do, to have and everything. And when you see someone who has the things that you want, that's, that's only kind of a confirmation that you can have it too. It's see someone who has the things that you yeah. want as an expander. A lot of people use this word kind of like they are expanding you to what's possible. Yeah. Nobody comes out of their mother's womb rich. Nobody comes out of their mother's womb happy, owning yeah. a lot of stuff. Everyone 
start somewhere. You can surely say that, you know, that's not the case. You know, some people are born into a rich family. They're privileged and all that kind of stuff. And I feel with this global movement that is happening, we can deny, but think of it that way as well. But how many times have we heard of people who had it all, but lost it all? So I feel that you need that sense of awareness. You need to still work on bettering yourself if you want to, number one, not have it and have it. Or if you're born into a family and naturally have it, but keep what you have and grow even more. Because I feel, Sister Khawla, with this Black Lives Matter global movement going on these days, all of us are naturally inclined towards self-reflection to see have we become a part of the system is our silence a problem because we don't realize this but very subtly we are all brainwashed into comparing ourselves with others whether it is our skin color whether it's our religion whether it's the certain you know, dietary choices that we make, the way we choose to clothe ourselves. And we want to stick to what is familiar to us. We want to stick to what is identical. And it's so sad that we see things or see individuals who are different to us as a threat, as opposed yeah. to an opportunity in which we can be exposed to more knowledge that we may not be aware of. I mean, just now we spoke about Huna philosophy that originates from Hawaii. And I'm very different from Hawaiian. I've never been there. I don't know much about them. But if I were to segregate from them, saying that they come from a different culture, blah, blah, you know, you can think of countless ways in which another individual is different from you. But it's yeah. because you come to common grounds, you are able to grow and learn. What do you have to say about that, Sister Holly? I, I totally agree. And uh, talking about privilege, uh, which is a topic that's been uh, super popular this past couple of weeks, exactly as you said, even people who are born in privilege, who are born uh, in lots of money, they have to have a specific mindset, a specific belief system in order to not only keep it, but be happy while having that money. So not everyone who's rich and privileged is living a good life and is happy. It requires a lot of work. With that said, obviously, someone who is white, because a lot of people talk about white privilege right now, someone who is white in a society or in a, in a system that uh, privileges white people, of course, they're going to have a default kind of privilege. And um, for us, like in the perspective of Islam, obviously, uh, there were so many, so many, so historically, so many black people in Islam who have not only been uh, close to the Prophet, وسلم, but uh, who had like huge contributions in Islam in general. Whatever ideas or beliefs or, or uh, behavior of racism that Arabs or Muslims or, or people around the world might have, uh, for us specifically, it has nothing to do with the religion. It's a human thing. It's not a, a, an ideology thing. And so it is uh, specifically with the media, with the social media, with, with everything around us. And it's that idea of the other person. 
especially with communities who are purely like 100% white, uh, they see other people as a threat. So that's why like in the US, there are so many communities like that that see black people, colored people, uh, um, Muslims, like uh, even Jewish people sometimes as a threat or as people who are different from them. So that's why like there are so many stereotypes. So if you're black, that means you're a gang. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you're a Muslim, that means you're a terrorist. It it like psychologically speaking, it helps people kind of put themselves at ease. Uh, so when they see the person, they know what to expect in their like. Obviously, that's subconsciously. Uh, so when they see a, a Muslim person, so a, a woman in hijab or a, a man with a beard, oh, they are terrorists. So that's like a set thing. That's a box that they put people in, and so. That's why there are a lot of problems around the world. It's because of this stereotypical thing that people put others in boxes. Uh, but the problem is we, we put a person in a box and we give them a label and we, we kind of neglect everything else. So, and as humans, we share so many things. Mm -hmm. We share uh, like obviously physical threats, we, we share emotions, we all feel stress, we all fear anxiety, we all feel uh, depression, grief, sadness, and all of these things. And yet, when we are divided, we act as if the other person cannot feel these things. Um, that's why uh, they mm -hmm. say, like, when you judge someone, you judge them by their actions, but when you judge yourself, you judge yourself by your intentions. And so, if the other person, like if we see mm -hmm. someone else that are different from us and then we say, oh, but they're also, they also feel grief. They also feel sadness. They also feel happiness. Like uh, we have the same kind of feelings and they also feel fear. They also feel, you know, all the feelings that we all have. We start to know that we have a lot of common grounds. It's not just about how we look. It's not about... The, the color of our skin. It's not about any of that. Um, and, and to go a little bit more controversial a little bit, uh, I know like obviously with the hashtag Black Lives uh, Matter uh, and everything's going on these days, a lot of people come onto the other side and they're like, yeah, but what about Palestinians? What about uh, all lives matter? What about this? What about that? And it's, I feel like it's a lot deeper than that because obviously with the Palestinian uh, issue it's like it's been going on for decades and then muslims in china and it's just like this whole thing that's been going on and it's not because like um obviously everywhere in the world there were protests about this for so many so many years i remember i've been part of so many protests about palestine in morocco like for years and years and years since i was a kid um so it's not like we've never talked mm -hmm. about it but at the same time, I feel like, and we've talked about this before, uh, you and I, it's for Muslims, it's an ideology. It's not a physical appearance. If you can go somewhere and, and take off your hijab, it's an option. It's not impossible. You can go somewhere and take off your beard because it's an option for you. But you, as a black person or a colored person, you can't go somewhere and take off your skin. That's not possible. You know, that was given to you. You were born with it. It's not a luxury. You know, that for me, that's how I see it. 
And I know a lot of Muslims have been like going around talking about this and even like people from other countries. Um, but it's, I feel like it's deeper than that. It's not just, oh, like you're just talking about this because it's a, it's a trend. Uh, because it's not. It's been going on for years, not just in the U.S. It's not. This is not a U.S. problem. This is a whole world problem. Black people have been discriminated against everywhere in the world, in Asia, in Europe, even in like in Arab countries, like everywhere. And it's really stupid because obviously in Islam, as I said, historically speaking, we've had amazing uh, role models as black people uh, uh, in Islam. And so it, this, this shouldn't be a problem, like for Muslims and obviously for Americans and all of that. It's a historical problem. It's been going on for like 400 years or 500 years or something like that. It's not just something that's happened this week. Um, and for them to talk about it this intensely and go into the streets, it, it was not easy. Uh, but mm-hmm. I do believe it's time for things to shift and obviously it came with the pandemic so people are already like so riled up and I do believe that we have um I don't remember if it's if it's a verse or if it's um I think it's a verse uh if one person died uh, or is killed it's like a whole the whole humanity has died and it's because we are all connected energetically mm-hmm. and it's been it's been proven by science energetically we're all connected in the quantum uh physics we're all connected uh with our souls that is why that verse exists it's because when one person is killed literally like part of us is killed part of all humanity mm-hmm. and so whether a person is black whether mm-hmm. a person is like colored whether a person is uh Palestinian or Chinese or whatever it is, whatever someone is killed, all, the whole of humanity literally loses uh, a part of it. Uh, and so I feel like yeah. when we're too focused on our own lives, when we're too, it's like everything that we've talked about, self-awareness, you know, designing your beautiful life and having um uh, a lot of money to have impacts and all of these things is amazing. But if you're not seeing the big picture, if you're not feeling for your fellow human beings, then what's the point of it all, really? That was just so profound, uh, Sister Hawla. Just um, so before we wrap up today's episode, um, I actually looked up the ayah that you said. It's from Surah Maida, yeah. ayah number 32. Mm-hmm. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that if you killed one person, it's as if you have killed the entire mankind. And if you yeah. save, just to paraphrase it, one person, it's as if you have saved the entire mankind. And uh, to wrap things up, we thus far spoke about in the first few episodes of this series about self-awareness. And we spoke about how self-awareness is very important especially when it comes to the light of today's topic that is comparison and we spoke about how comparison can be negative and comparison can be positive and one of the stories that pops in my head when I think about comparison being positive 
is how the Sahaba always used to compete with each other when it comes to gaining more rewards. And one of the most prominent examples of this is how once the Prophet ﷺ was collecting money for a particular war that was impending, and then Abu Bakr was someone who was always known as someone who was generous. So Umar in this particular occasion brought half of his wealth and in his mind he was thinking that today Abu Bakr can't beat me. And while he put all his wealth in front of the Prophet, there came Abu Bakr with all of his wealth. To the extent the Prophet asked him, what have you left for yourself and your family? And to that he replied, Allah and his messenger is sufficient for me. And the interesting part is to this, uh, Umar remarked, I can never beat Abu Bakr. And you can see that internally he was comparing himself to the contributions that Abu Bakr was making. And he has set himself a standard that, you know, I have to do better. I have to be the one who gives the most the next time which is why he was thinking this thought when it comes to this particular incident as well. If he had not compared himself to Abu Bakr then this particular incident that I just quoted wouldn't have existed. And I feel like, Sister Hawla, you spoke about the different boxes that we put people into and label them. I think it's mm-hmm. time with everything that's happening in this world that we ask ourselves, what box do we choose to belong in? You know, maybe we will belong to a lot of boxes, but do we choose to belong in a box that speaks out against injustice even when the trend stops? Or are we someone who is only going to hang on to, quote-unquote, the trend wagon? You know, when people are talking about coronavirus, then we speak about coronavirus. When people are talking about the Syrians, we speak about the Syrians. And right now, people are talking about Black Lives Matter, so you're going to talk about that. Are you really going to stop thinking about it? Are you going to really stop, uh, if I can say, verbalizing? Or even if it comes to the dua that you're making, you know, it's like the simplest yet the most one of the powerful things that you can do. Are you going to stop it just because the trend stops? And I feel that, you know, like you said, it's easier when we belong to the majority, we can tend to ignore these topics because we don't really get affected by the disadvantages. But if you belong to the minority, if you are the victim, then it does have an impact, a negative impact on you when this, if I can say, if people don't stand up for what's right and what's fight for it. That's why a lot of uh, posts online that talk about, you know, the white privileged people saying, you know, we don't want to talk about it. We are sick of this topic. And there are others who say that you have the option to ignore it, whereas another person has to face the consequences. And I guess this is where you need to step into your leadership shoes and see what impact that you can create in your capacity. If you have a social profile, go talk about it, create awareness about it. You know, not necessarily creating, uh, not really hopping on to the trend wagon, but in a, the way you should see it is like standing up as a leader in your circle. And I feel that when it comes to the different boxes that we spoke about and the topic of 
comparison from I think comparison is something that has been taught in our deen as well because even when we go to uh, surah al-fatiha Allah talks about sirat al-mustaqim the straight path and one of the first thing he speaks about is or he teaches us is to differentiate between the different types of path that is out there he teaches us to make dua to be of those who are in the path of those whom he has blessed and not of those who has earned his anger and those who have gone astray so there also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is comparing the different types of paths available and I feel that comparison is something that is crucial in our lives because it's only through comparison do we learn to identify different things and consciously choose what aligns with our success in this world and the next and I feel again talking about comparison and self-aware we have to become more aware about the subtle brainwashing that may be happening as a result of the bigger hidden propagandas by the big companies and the media and the politicians, which is why I feel that first and foremost, through self-awareness, you are aware as to what are the beliefs, what are your values, what are your principles that you're going to stick by. So whenever something comes your way, instead of just inputting it into your system, you filter it. And I feel, um, finally, the final point that I have that I was jotting down when you were speaking is even when it comes to comparison, you have to ask yourself, what are you comparing yourself against? I mean, I feel like, for an example, let's say you go to a dessert shop and there is this individual who orders a cake and eats it. And there's another individual who orders the cakes but thinks the cake is too beautiful to be eaten. And there's just another person who thinks that he doesn't deserve to buy a cake. So he goes and buys a donut and he focuses on the whole of the donut and he says that he hasn't got anything. So I feel that going back to the previous point that we mentioned, whether you are someone who belongs to the majority, whether you are someone who belongs to the minority, you can choose the standard against which you're going to compare yourself with. Even when it comes to the black community, the reason I'm saying this is because of this entire global movement that is going on. And I was reflecting a lot on the current situation. Like we still have individuals who have succeeded and left a huge legacy coming from this black community who have been oppressed for such a long time. For an example, Muhammad Ali, when he passed away, the entire world cried for him. And then we have Oprah Winfrey, Steve Harvey. We had a lot of, if I can say, gems who have really come out there and shined, although they came from the same difficult circumstances that most of the people have been going through. So I feel that whether you are someone who is coming from a community that is being oppressed or not, you can ask yourself, what is your comparison standard? If you're going to compare yourself with something that is negative, then the chances are you will get all those negative frequencies and your life will not improve. But if you are comparing yourself with something or someone that is better than you, then you will be instinctively motivated to keep pushing yourself to reach the highest standards. So these are different ways in which you can really talk about comparison. Uh, so Sister Khawla, any last words before we wrap up today's session? 
so just to kind of conclude what you said, uh, when it comes to comparison, when you compare yourself to someone else and you're feeling really negative and you're feeling anxious or you feel uh, envious, uh, notice what are you comparing yourself to. Uh, so when you see that person, is it the way they are confident? Is it the way they speak? Is it where they are? Because when we uh, single out what do we want uh, instead of just just wanting the whole life, like, oh, they have amazing life. I wish I could have that life. And when you narrow it down, you realize mm -hmm. that you wouldn't actually want to be that person. You wouldn't actually want to have that life. You just kind of craving one part of it. It could be just a small thing that you already have, but you're uh, just that person is presenting it in a certain way in a photo or a video, and you have been seeing it in a certain way. For example, confidence, for example, um, like studying a certain thing or having a certain skill, something that you can polish just uh, quickly. So don't uh, romanticize the idea of the other. Don't see the person in a video or in a picture and think of them having everything uh, exactly as they wanted easily. As I said earlier, you don't know the circumstances. You don't know how long they've worked to get that far. And so in a, in a book called The Science of Getting Rich, they talk about the competitive plane and the creative plane. And so when you are in the competitive plane, you already lost because you keep competing or comparing yourself to someone else. And what are you competing for, right? More money, more cars, more this, more that. But when you are in the creative plane, which means you're focusing on what you are creating, you're focusing on your own creative abilities, your own ambition, your own vision in life, your own design of your best life, then you can, your creativity becomes wider, your creativity becomes uh, ignited because you're giving it more attention. Uh, you're focusing on your own creativity more than you are focusing on what other people are doing. And so that gives you more power to create better things. Um, and that's why a lot of people like, uh, like Einstein or like just amazing people or like Steve Jobs, they have been like they focus so much and even people around them they are telling them uh that's not gonna work or that's too complicated they're just too focused and too like they give so much energy into their own ideas into their own creativity that they tune out everything else including the competition including other people that may be doing mm -hmm. the same thing uh and they just go on their own pace until they come out on the other side with their lives exactly as they wanted them it's because they focus on their own life uh, and so if you keep focusing on other people comparing yourself to other people especially on social media scrolling around maybe make a rule to not scroll maybe make a rule to uh only check your own profile and a few selected people like three people that you look up to maybe you get a few ideas and stuff uh, like when i started as a coach I used to have this, like, I would look outside of myself for answers, uh, go into programs, uh, listen to coaches, what they're saying, what they're talking about, about different topics. And then I realized that that was kind of muddling my own uh, um, voice. And so I started, like, I would go into, like, three coaches, and that's it. 
and I only like listen to them about specific things that I'm not teaching about. So if I'm teaching about a, uh, a topic, I don't go around seeing what other people are saying. I just focus on one on on what I actually want to say, on what I'm inspired to talk about, what I feel like my own uh, audience and clients will benefit from. And that's, that gets me into where I want to go and not from what other people are saying. And uh, because that implies that other people know more than I know. And that's not true because we all have access to the same field of, of subconscious knowledge. We just need to allow the inspiration to come to Tap us. Tap Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so the moment that you start to look for answers outside of you that's the moment that you lose because you don't give yourself enough credit mm-hmm. you don't give yourself enough uh and, and also you are kind of neglecting your own channel that you have with god uh we all have this channel and it's up to us to allow the information to come through allow it to stay out open or to focus on other people and close our own channel Mm. I think that was just so beautiful. So to conclude, that's why we've discussed about comparison. So even if it is a negative comparison, totally throw it into the bin. And even if it is a positive comparison, make sure that it doesn't alter who you are. Just be you, be real, and we can progress. So Alhamdulillah, Jazakallah Khair, Sister Khawla, for your time. I truly, truly appreciate it. I'm sure that our audience have learned a lot from the wealth of knowledge that you shared. Your expertise is very much valued. So Sister Khawla, before we end, if we can say our followers as to where they can find you. So maybe if someone is interested to work with you, they can easily find you. Of course. Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, this was absolutely amazing. I love having discussions with you. You are absolutely just the most amazing person ever. Um, and if you want to find me, I have... Uh, so I am Clarity Quest on uh, Facebook and on Instagram. Um, and you can just shoot me a message. And I always answer messages. I love um, receiving messages from people, whether on this topic, whether on self-awareness or comparison, or you just have any other topic related to mindset and uh, manifestation, the law of attraction, just uh, everything. And obviously, if you want to work with me, just shoot me a message and I will answer you right away. Yes, that's nice. And Clarity Quest is spelled with a K, right? With a K, yes. Yes. Okay. Jazakallah khair. All right, that brings us to the conclusion of not just today's episode, but the end of this series titled Transformation Through Self-Awareness. I sincerely hope that you benefited and enjoyed this conversation that I had with Sister Khawla as much as I did. Before I conclude, I want to give a quick shout out to our brand new project titled Soul Sister Circle. For the first time ever, we are having a membership platform for the growth-driven Muslima who is committed to her personal development and legacy building. More details can be found in 
the description below. But if you're still not sure about committing to your personal growth and you want more time to think about it, then I highly suggest that you become a part of the Solstice's tribe and subscribe to receive Raw Monday Musing letters. Raw Monday Musing is a soulful letter that I send exclusively to the Solstice's tribe every Monday where we talk all things personal development, faith, and legacy building. You can find details about it in the description as well. So that being said, let me end today's episode. I'll catch you next week with a brand new topic. Till then, this is me, Ho Shamima Shah Jahan, signing off saying Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Take care.